0: From the rain-slicked streets of the Seattle Metroplex, this is Four Finger Shotguns, released May 16, 2018. (music) Bicycles are an ever-present theme in cyberpunk. They represent the loss of car culture mobility in the dystopian future, and the indomitable human spirit to remain mobile in the face of it. In post-cyberpunk future Seattle, we tangle with traffic on neon green electric ride shares, yearning to be free on our protected bike lanes. Amazon is paying out of its own pocket to furbish the Cascade Arcology with beautiful, safe, and connected bike lanes, while Seattle Department of Transportation slow walks infrastructure that might give us a basic bike network. In the new frontier, it's difficult to tell the good guys from the bad guys just by the color of their hats. In the gig economy, we all wear many hats. Tech folks are often derided for being too libertarian, not unfairly, for libertarianism has gotten a bad name. We used to be civil libertarians, now most are just plain hostile, but the lure of tech still seduces eager young minds to idealistic fields of dreams bound only by the sense of curiosity and the application of endeavor. We get that first taste when we find we can etch brilliance on the unforgiving canvas of a dumb terminal, and we're ruined forever. Our lives become, to paraphrase Camper van Beethoven, an obsessive search to rediscover through the detours of the computer sciences those two or three great and simple images in whose presence our hearts first opened. Our guest today is one of those kids, grown now, with a kid of his own, but still pursuing that dream. His story starts in a high school classroom in Pakistan, far from his home, and a clear, clean line is drawn from there to Seattle. So it's funny, because uh, when I talk to people, I'm like, the the guy that works, the guy that does security here, uh, uh, what's his name? And they're like, oh, Ahmad. And, and I'm like, yeah, but he said his name was different. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's funny.
1: Back home, I'm from Afghanistan, so we have like prefix name and then first name and then last name. So, but uh, here it's different. So, we have first name and middle name and last name. So, Ahmad was my prefix name. So, my first name was uh, Zubair. That uh, my friends, my family, everyone knows me as uh, Zubair. And then Faraz is my last name. That's that's only same <laughs> here and back home. So, here since uh, people just... Uh, they, they think that it's like normal American name, so they think that Ahmad is my first name, Zubair is my middle name, and then Faraz is my last name. So here, my name kind of changed from Zubair to Ahmad, my prefix name. So everyone here knows me as Ahmad. So that's funny, but I like that one also. So it doesn't bother me to having a new name, kinda.
0: <laughs> but as long as people are are saying nice things. It, it, Cause I have, I have more than one name. Uh, my, my name on my documentation is different. It's not Johnny. Um, uh-huh. so I, so I, I have a different name, but I just tell everybody my name's Johnny. And, uh, and as long, and everyone's nice and they're like, okay, your name is Johnny. So that's yeah. what I'm going to call you. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, even though it's not. <laughs> yeah. Um, Same with me. <laughs> yeah. 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 So as long, as long as people are saying nice things, I, so I am a, a trans person. I don't know. I don't know how obvious that is to other mm-hmm. people, but the people, uh, like me, uh, one of the most important things in the world to us is our name. Yeah. because it's it's almost always not the name we were born with uh it's a name uh either that we choose or we choose with friends or something like that and and it becomes a really important signifier for us about our identity and who we yeah. are uh so i've learned to be super respectful about names almost to the point where i get really anxious about it so when uh when i met you i wanted to get your name right yeah <laughs> and i wanted to call you what you want to be called exactly but uh names are weird uh every because everyone knows you is is ahmed and uh and and then i was like so what's your name and and you say it even differently mm-hmm. uh you say uh it sounds to me more like ahmed mm-hmm. and uh And so I called you Ahmed for a long time. (laughs) And people were like, you mean Ahmed?
1: (laughs) And one funny thing about my name is, so if you ask my wife that... uh, uh, as Ahmad, you are husband, she may say, no, my husband is Zubayr. <laughs> so <laughs> she may, doesn't know that uh, people here know me as Ahmad. so oh, okay. So, no.
0: so if, you're, if your wife ever calls and she's like, hey, where's Zubayr? Who is Zubayr? Everybody be like, uh, there's nobody here by that yeah. name. She'll be like, he works there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, well uh, if anybody, if anybody's like, who is Dubai? I'll be like, it's I got it. It's all right. <laughs> University of Kabul is that what it's called?
1: Uh, yeah, it's Kabul Polytechnic University. Okay. Yeah, and uh, I know like uh, five languages. Wow. Two are them of uh, two of them are local Dari and Pashto are Farsi, and then I know Urdu and I know Turkish and I know English. Like five languages. So cool. Some of them are similar. Some of them are different. But yeah. That's a
0: lot of languages. Yeah. <laughs> so that's one of the first things they say about Americans is uh, we barely know English. <laughs> uh, and whereas the rest of the world learns lots of languages. Yeah. It's kind of just because that's, it makes sense to learn a lot of languages, mm-hmm. to know a lot of languages because there's a lot of languages. I mean, there's, how many languages, do you know how many languages there are in the world?
1: Maybe like... There's, Around 200 different languages. Yeah, there's
0: got to be that many different languages and then there's got to be thousands more that are like dialects.
1: Yeah, like uh, most of them are written so they they are almost same, but uh, an accent, uh, they are different. Yeah, but uh, they they can understand. Even though they cannot talk uh, on that accent, but they can understand that accent. So it's like... And, uh, American English and British English, so, yeah, they are kind
0: of similar. So, you're a young guy. You were born, though, before, you were born in between uh, when the Soviets occupied Afghanistan and when the Americans occupied
1: uh, I was born uh, in 1991. Yeah. So...
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, five years. Oh, wow.
1: When I was five years old, so the Taliban regime, they occupied Kabul, so we had to leave Kabul and move to Pakistan. Okay. Yeah, because um, they they had problem with other tribes, so they were bothering us, so that was the reason that we had to leave our own country and move to another country and get like immigrant, uh-huh. so and after the uh, the new government and that uh, United, came, uh, United States United State came to Afghanistan, so we moved back to Kabul.
0: So that was when uh, Hamad Karzai was yeah. the the president. Yeah, he was the president or prime minister. I always uh, get those two confused. He was president. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, we America don't have a prime minister. So yeah. Of course. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, and then, uh, and then they opened up the universities again.
1: Yeah, even though du- uh, during the uh, Taliban, there were also uh, universities and schools, but it was only for, for male, ch- uh, for male su- students, not for girls and for women. Yeah, but uh, after the Karzai government, so... University starts uh, starts again for everyone uh. as it used to be before then.
0: And that, so you went to school and studied.
1: Uh, I studied uh, uh, computer engineering. Oh, in, okay. In a, University. Oh, okay. I had learned languages in my high school. Oh, yeah.
0: wow, that's <laughs> even cooler. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that, okay, you just learned them in high school because that's what you do. Cause, well, so for the first reason is because they're your neighbors. Yeah. Uh,
1: for, uh, my high school, it was uh, supported by Turkish government. Oh. Uh, it was Afghan Turk high school. Oh. So, therefore... Uh, We had a Turkish subject, we studied Turkish for five years, so that was uh, amazing that, uh, yeah, I I learned Turkish also, and uh, also English, I was studying also during the uh, high school, so our uh, scientific subjects were in English, and also we had lots of uh, uh, weekly, lots of hours of English lessons, so... That was helpful to learn English and also Pashto and Dari. I know them because they were lo- local languages, and I learned uh, Urdu from movies, from things like that. Yeah, but I cannot speak Urdu, but uh-huh. I can understand it. Okay, because yeah. you got it. You yeah. got it
0: going <laughs> in, but not going out. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah, if you don't practice, you cannot right, speak. Right,
0: right. So had to move move away from home. Uh, before that, yeah, before high school. So okay. that
1: time I was five years old. So oh, okay, when okay. when we came back, I was ten years or
0: eleven years old. Oh, okay, and then uh, and then you went to schools. Uh, okay, so that was that after Americans occupied, yeah, and and then they made it safe for you to come back. Yeah, well, safe. so
1: we yeah we we saw that now the situation is safe, so we came back our home.
0: Okay, you came home uh, to college. And learned computer engineering, computer science? Yeah. What languages did you study in college?
1: Uh, we studied C++, oh. Java, JavaScript, HTML, so different languages, PHP. Oh. And uh, one thing that I found uh, common, it was like the spoken languages that they have like uh, different uh, dialogues and uh, almost uh, the structure is same hmm. so i found the same thing in uh, computer languages also so because uh, like uh, the functions the objects arrays things like that so they are almost like same concept but uh, they have different uh, structures and different languages so if you know one of them so it's easier for you to learn the other one so it's not like uh, you know English and you start to learn Chinese. So it's not like two different. So yeah, therefore, uh, it was uh, helpful for me. And then uh, I also, when I was uh, in high school in 2008 almost, so we had a computer lab uh, once or twice a week. So whenever we were uh, starting a computer... So the Windows, uh, the Microsoft logo was appearing. So uh, that was kind of like a dream for me uh, that I will work in Microsoft one day. Right. So but that time I had no idea how I will make it. So even though it was a dream for me, but I was ignoring because I had no idea how to do that because I knew that uh, Microsoft doesn't have any branch in Afghanistan and uh, I know that it was in United States. And uh, I didn't know about any opportunity to get U.S. visa and came to United States. So that was the reason that I was kind of ignoring my dream, uh, which looked like impossible for me. And then when I went to university in computer science field, so that was the reason that I chose uh, this field. Uh, still, I wasn't sure that uh, one day I can make it and work uh, in Microsoft. So, but then I heard about an opportunity that if you work with U.S. Embassy, you will have, a, uh, uh, so after working for many years, they will give you U.S. visa. So I said that I will not wait for my university and then after graduating to work with U.S. Embassy. So I said that uh, I will try to continue both my lessons and also working with US Embassy. So I, I accept that job. It was linguistic job so I, I had a, like, I know f- five different languages so I accept that one and they were also happy that because uh, the more language you know the, be- the better work you can do. Yeah. So I worked with them and then uh, uh, even though it was like a, uh, I had gone there for taking a US visa in future, uh, but uh, when I worked there, I saw I found that it's a counter narcotic project, which is very helpful for our country for all the universe because
0: um, right because so Afghanistan they were like the world's largest supplier of opium and heroin
1: yeah. It happened during the Taliban regime Mm -hmm. uh, when they occupied Afghanistan. Which is how they funded. Yeah. And that was, uh, uh, yeah, that was their, uh, uh, one of their income source Mm -hmm. from opium and things like that. So even after the Taliban had had moved back from Afghanistan, so... uh, People had uh, used to it. They were planting opiums, mm. things like that, so and they they got used to uh, tra- uh, drug trafficking and sending it uh, inside Afghanistan and also transporting it to outside mm. so when I saw that uh, it's uh, something very important to uh, everyone should, if can do that and uh, if he is able to somehow uh, prevented from uh getting worse the world so i said that uh i hadn't come here for this reason but now it's uh, something very good yeah I, i'm i am am a helpful person for my country and for others even though i knew that uh, there are some uh, lots of dangers by working with us embassy because uh so dear it's a concept between uh Insurgent people is that if you work with uh, foreigners, especially with the uh, U.S. embassy, you will become also uh, a spy. They will count you as a spy, so whenever they find you, they will kill you. But I say that uh, i going to accept that challenge. Uh, so. <laughs> well, hopefully you, you never have to. Yeah.
2: You are now entering the House of Berries. Hey, I'm Barry, and this is my house. As regular listeners know, I love berries with all my heart and soul. I love them fresh from the branch, baked in a golden crusted crumble, drizzled over angel's food cake. Preserved and spread thick on a warm slice of fresh-baked and buttered bread. Mmm, Today's berry is a healing berry. Before I tell you about it, let's talk about the healing power of berries. Each berry is like a portable first-aid kit for the spirit but they also pack a powerful contingent of victuals for necessary and continued operation of the human body. In my home state of Washington, we are positively bursting with berries, from huckles to boysons, from bilberries to prickly pears, from saskatoons to golden currants. While other sources of carbohydrates are shunned and foregone by the fad dieters, berries remain on shopping lists due to their status as superfoods. Berries have done more than any other food to earn that coveted title. Berries are truly powerful medicine. What's more, a berry-rich diet will encourage a healthy libido Discourage telemarketers and door-to-door salesmen. Replace false memories with feelings of belonging and acceptance. Attract abundance in financial matters. Counteract shockabuku. Restore time lost to abductions and poor traffic signal timing. And summon psychic visions of Elysian fields and pure motivational determination to improve the lives of your fellow travelers in this big blue and green berry in the heavens. That's something you just can't get from a banana. Today's berry is the most healingest of berries the wild low bush blueberry. While southern relative, the Brazilian acai berry, is widely touted as an antioxidant powerhouse, it doesn't hold a candle to the humble blueberry in that arena. This time of year, the blueberry bushes are just beginning to flower. They're best harvested in autumn and hold up to being frozen quite well. To freeze fresh blueberries, don't wash them. Just freeze them flat on a rimmed bacon sheet. Then transfer them to a ziplock freezer bag. When ready to use, defrost them in running water, which cleans them and speeds up the defrosting process. This keeps them from clumping. Fresh frozen blueberries are also an essential factor in buttermilk blueberry pancakes. I've got a stack on the plate in front of me, topped with a dollop of freshly whipped cream. Let's dig in, shall we? Mmm. Mm. Ah. Mmm. Mmm. Oh. Mmm. Oh. oh. yeah. Mmm. 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 Lordy Lou, there is no pancake in the world like buttermilk pancakes jammed full of fresh frozen blueberries. That's all the time we have this week. Thanks for listening to Barry's House of Berries. I'm Barry, and this is my house. Come back anytime. How
0: did you get from there doing that work for the counter uh, counter narcotics mm-hmm. how did you get from doing the counter narcotics for the f- work for the u s embassy to to get to basically fulfill your dream which was come to Seattle where Microsoft is uh
1: so uh, when I was working there so uh, those per, uh, those uh, those of my college that had worked there before me so I saw that uh, they are applying for it's a uh, comma approval, which is a, a uh, which they will issue special immigration visa. So I found that they are applying and their cases are being approved because it was a critical project. So uh, it was going fast. So when I worked there for more than two years, I also applied for a uh, special immigration visa.
0: Okay, so they had a thing where you, you put in a certain number of years... Yeah. ...you can get a visa. Yeah, and also... Oh, okay. uh, cool. You,
1: uh, so you will have, like, uh, one other requirement is uh, if you have faced any uh, threats... ...so that I had okay. faced, like, okay. uh, two times. Because
0: they threatened you because they considered you a spy. Yeah. So... Uh,
1: in one of the cases... Uh, So they had entered to my house. They had introduced themselves as police. And they had entered and they were searching for people. Uh, uh, Fortunately, I wasn't at home. So uh, they had guns. And uh, they had uh, shouted on my sister and mother and my father not to move and not to look at. And uh, they were searching the home. And then they just moved back uh, without because doing Because you weren't home. Yeah. Uh, they didn't steal anything. So, yeah, that was... Uh, and then we, we had to move from our home to another place. Uh-huh. And we didn't tell about our uh, home address to any our relatives. Because... Uh, so, I'm from north part of Afghanistan. Uh-huh. So... And that part also, there are some drug tra- tra- traffickers, which uh, some of them have been arrested, so... Therefore, they also somehow got enemy of us, so we had to keep ourselves like in a secret place and hide our address from others so that was one of the reasons that they approved my case and they issued a special immigration visa in two thousand at the end of two thousand and sixteen so and then after getting my visa, so I had uh, completed my university, and uh, then I moved to United States on January
0: 2017. Cool. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and so 2017, and then uh, so so you're currently uh, getting a certification in full stack. Full stack javascript web development Mm -hmm. you're just doing your final class project yeah where 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 do you want to go after that you'll you'll have your certificate you're like i can do this like hire me Mm -hmm. like where do you want to go
1: yeah actually uh that's uh something that uh makes it harder for me because uh uh, i don't have like uh, experience especially from uh from united States in uh, computer science field so uh even though I keep I keep applying for jobs, so somehow I haven't heard anyone calling me for interview, and that's a hard part. But uh, I I don't get like uh, disappointed. I know that it's hard, but it's my dream, so I'm not gonna yeah. give up. Yeah. So I did all these things like for ten years. This is my dream, so I'm I'm not gonna say that uh, oh I I didn't get it. So I will give up. Yeah. I'm not that person. No, good, <laughs> yeah. good, good, good. Yeah, but uh, I will keep learning, and uh, I will start doing some projects just for fun, and giving it for some friends. Uh, I will enjoy doing it that, so I don't mean, like, making money from that, so yeah, that will be a uh, fun for me. <laughs> Before coming to United States, you have uh, another image, so it's like uh, uh uh, even though I didn't have uh, that image, so people in our country they think that like that uh, there's everywhere is money, so it's very easy to e- earn money because uh, so things like that. But even though I wasn't that person to think like that, but uh, I I think uh, I thought that it's not too hard because uh, there are like lots of job opportunities, and uh, and I ex- accept that it's not too hard to earn money but uh, there are like other expenses that you will lose money for them <laughs> yeah, and uh, so when I came here I searched about jobs and I found that uh, Amazon warehouse uh, they are uh, they have hiring and then I searched and, uh, and googled. Google I, I read the comments that it's one of the hardest warehouse to work so I said that okay if i work here and uh, after a while when i work in some other places so they will be easy for me because i have worked in a uh, work a harder work <laughs> so uh, therefore i went there i worked there like for two months and then uh, they said that uh, you have to speed up so it was i know that i was going there for uh, for not for a long time so that was it, enough for me i uh, and then I started working as security officer. I like it, but it's not my field. So I don't want to keep going as security officer.
0: What you dreamed of when you were in high school, you want to work for Microsoft. Yeah. You want to write code for Microsoft. Mm-hmm. You want to you be part of the team that makes that Windows logo. Yeah. Appear on the computer screen. Yeah. That's what you want to be. That's what you should be. Mm-hmm. You have the skills. Uh... There's no reason that you shouldn't do that. So let's just uh, let's just keep filling in the resume bits. You know, mm-hmm. we'll we'll do, we'll do this Python thing, and you can you know you say, hey, you know, I ran a, a tutoring program uh, with Python, like, and taught taught all the people that I work with in this building. I taught all my friends how to how to write Python programs. Like that's like they want to hire you because you're awesome. Yeah. they just they just don 't know it yet <laughs> yeah. you' I know you 're awesome because i 've met you and i 've hung out with you i know you 're awesome they they just don 't know it yet, so we'll fill in those resume pieces yeah. and uh yeah
1: they will also be helpful for our resume
0: yeah yeah, I mean you have a good resume too, but it i don 't know it is it it's a it 's a rough world uh uh programming uh i don 't know I do. I, I've done a couple uh, podcasts with people who have tried to break into the the software development world, and the the, the common thing I keep hearing is just being awesome isn't enough, uh, which goes against. Everything that I believe is true Being awesome should always be enough Yeah, uh,
1: it doesn't work like always Yeah <laughs> <laughs> Especially when you want to work somewhere And you want to get hired there So if you work there for maybe two months They will understand that how good you are yeah. But that's but the hard gotta, thing is how to get there Get in, yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, Thank you, Ahmed so sure. and
1: thanks for inviting me. Yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I uh I had a lot of fun talking and uh I, I always I'll just I'll I'll say this. Um uh when I first met you, uh I'm I'm not good at meeting people, I'm not good at like reaching out to people. But you have a way about you, you're you're you always like when you're working, people people come in and you and and you always smile and you're and you're always welcoming. And sometimes people just like almost ignore you because everyone because it happens to everybody. Yeah. It's not anything about you. People are busy and they're just like and they're thinking wanna...
1: about something else.
0: But you don't let it get you down. Yeah. The next person that comes in, you, you're like, hey, hey, welcome to the Impact Hub, and uh. I I recognize that right away that that uh, you have a good spirit and uh, and uh, and I appreciate it. Yeah, thank and you for that. So yeah, so that's why I that's why I was like I can I can reach out to this guy and he's not gonna say you're a dummy and or he's not gonna <laughs> say I don't want to be friends with you. <laughs> no. uh, of course not. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it was it, and and you didn't let me down. You're like a good person and uh and i'm really glad that i reached out to you and uh so i'm really glad to i don't know i'm gonna say this but i'm really i feel i feel like you're a friend so yeah you're a friend cool <laughs> right on yay <laughs> that's always like the scary part where be like, i feel like you're a friend like i don't know <laughs> i don't think I'm so not even, i don't know who you are <laughs> uh, so cool yay <laughs> Thank you to Ahmed for coming in early to work today to hang out with us. This is the Four Finger Shotguns podcast. Please share it with your friends and family and rate us highly if you think we deserve it. Do us a favor and click on any like, love, or what's this button do buttons you find on zipbangwow.com, Instagram, or Twitter. That's the currency that helps us reach more listeners. It makes it possible for us to grow our business. There's more than one way you can show your support. You can fund this production through our Patreon campaign at patreon.com FFS podcast. Sponsors get special access to the cutting room floor. Who knows what you'll find there? Enjoy the ever-loving heck out of your day. And thanks for listening. Uh, well, I'm an idiot. So- <laughs> <laughs> Bang! Wow. This has been a Zip Bang Wow production.